welcome to Circle Sanctuary Network Podcasts, brought to you by Circle Sanctuary, one of the oldest nature spirituality churches in the United States, connecting people of nature center paths around the world. Join us through the week for a variety of shows discussing various topics, celebrating the divine in all of its forms through nature worship, rituals, education, and building bridges of community. Good morning, good evening, good night, good second breakfast, whenever you are, wherever you are. My name is Laura Gonzalez, and I'd like to welcome you to Lunatic Mondays, Lunes Lunaticos, the very first bilingual show for CSMP, the Circle Sanctuary Network podcast. And tonight on Lunatic Mondays, for those who are able to watch the video, you can see her already, but for those who are just listening, surprise, uh, Laura Dimpisakrov is a professional artist author, dancer, designer, and modern traditional witch. She holds a BFA from the Rhode Island School of Design, and her myth-inspired artwork has received awards and honors worldwide. Laura blogs for witches and pagans and pathias, and she contributes to the Witches' Almanac. She is the author of several best-selling books and the creator of the best-selling Liminal Spirits Oracle, and you can learn more about her work on www.lauratempesakrov.com. And I have to publicly apologize, Laura, for I always call the liminal spirits oracle, the liminal space oracle. Anyway, please forgive me. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. Glad to be back. And, you know, it's... It's, it's been a while, but it was like, well, also like, what is time? I feel like we just did this, but it's also been time. <laughs> exactly. And then for those who don't know, everybody knows now that I'm pre-recording the shows. I, my schedule is such that it's hard to do them live anymore. And then your schedules, Royal You, all the authors, it, you are so hard to pin down. And uh, so we are somewhere in the past. This is probably being recorded in 2017, but it's uh, <laughs> still the middle of the summer. And how's summer been treating you? You've been traveling around. Today is August 29 or 22nd. No, today is August 22nd. So where you been? How you been? And I know you've been traveling the world. Uh, so just got back from uh, Mystic South, which was down in Atlanta, and also the Witch City Tarot Gathering that was in Salem, Massachusetts, and did a little bit of tour here and there. Um, so it, suddenly it's been like, where's the summer gone? Like, how are we here already? And uh, with trying to keep it, like, I had the best of intentions this year, but like, I'm just going to do one big thing a month. <laughs> Is that working? Are you, are you being able to do it? I don't think so. The problem is all the little things that you're like, well, this is fine. This is fine. This is fine. And then suddenly like, what? I have, I have no time. I'm doing all the things. So um, I keep saying I try to not do it. And then here we are. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course we have um, you doing um, online stuff and you're working on editing new books and doing a lot of stuff, uh, doing online classes. I was, I was lucky enough to take one of your uh, classes not long ago I don't know that was like a few months ago and learn a lot about drawing sigils and the magic through art and everything that you do that you are so generously sharing with, with the world you know because you allow people to use the sigils and for those who don't know you can find all her sigils with the intention etc on her website 
and um, the idea is that you share the sigil or you use it, but with that intent that it was made. So thank you for that, Laura. And then on this uh, latest project, the anatomy of a witch, you combine both your passions, which is in reality one passion, which is art, Mm-hmm. But you combine the love of body and body movement and integrating your body into the art of healing and magic. And then now as the cherry on top, you created the Oracle, which is so amazing. I love it. I've been using it for a while. Um, and I was when I did uh, the unboxing video not so long ago, I was laughing because some people like, it's in alphabetic order. <laughs> Probably the most menial uh, part of the review, but uh, tell us a little bit about the process. What was first, the, the book or the oracle or were they born together? How did it all went through? So as I was working on, I think it was the second draft, somewhere between the first and second draft of Anatomy of a Witch, which changed drastically as, you know, kind of, when you're birthing something that's a brand new concept that no, nobody's done before, it takes a while to be like, how is this, how do I put this out there? How do I streamline it, but also go into depth? And so sorting all of that out and in the restructuring, I was like, this would make a fantastic oracle. And as you know, from the liminal spirits, I don't do your typical when you oracle, which is to say that when we think about oracles, it tends to be like the bin, <laughs> whether it's a dumpster bin or a glorious treasure bin um, of so many different things, right. That have no relationship whatsoever to each other. Um, These oracles are systems um, that are, you know, their own little systems. And so this one is like, well, what if we had something that helped you really devise what kind of ritual do you need to do? What kind of spellcraft or magical working? How do you relate this to your bodies or something that you're just feeling off about? And this is something that caters exactly to that, to witches and to magical practitioners. So um, fun thing is that there are, I think there's nine chapters in Anatomy of Witch, and I think eight of the illustrations are included within the Oracle deck. Uh, so they're already, as I was working on the final, final bits of the book, I was already thinking about how is this going to be for the next step. And it's beautiful. And I love your art, your work, and I'm very used, obviously, to the sigils and uh, stuff that you've shared on your blogs. But as in the book, this art still very much the art of Laura Tempesacro, but it has a different flavor. It just has, it's, it's a little bit more colorful. It's a little bit more whimsical. None is, I love this one. Not necessarily um, the black and white stuff, of course, because it's black and white. But, you know, your art is usually more, there's more to see. There's more. And this look a little bit more beautifully simple. Not simple in a way that is not, you know, I couldn't do what you do. But they're, they're you know, kind of more direct, if you will. Was that intentional or it just happened organically? I, I was very much inspired by uh, wood and steel engravings, like botanical drawings and such, and, at- and anatomical drawings uh, as a printmaker, which was what I majored in at RISD. And so intaglio was my favorite process. So all sorts of etching and engraving and, and working with copper plates and wood. 
And in this deck, so like the liminal spirits is all acrylic paintings on wood. So like the media really affects like how does the painting look at the end? So for these, they all started as ink drawings, which is pretty much as close as you get to that sense of engravings, right? Engravings were ink drawings that are then copied um, or transferred onto plates and, you know, by hand or by acid um, or both. Uh, and I really wanted that feeling of the illustration. And then I went back and hand colored uh, every single one of those drawings. And then they are on, um, I digitally added the parchment. <laughs> wow. So um, I can see if I had any, I have um, <laughs> the drawings, but the, the original drawings are on watercolor paper. So just on white paper. Uh, but I didn't want to deal with the, you know, the parchment affecting how the colors were coming through. So it's, it's very carefully layered and they're all different kinds of parchment. So when you're looking through the whole deck, you'll see that there's variations in, in the vellum and then the, the aging of it and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but the rest of it is like all traditional media. So the only, the only thing that's, you know, digital is <laughs> it's the parchment. <laughs> Which makes it, and then uh, when you have all the cars laid out, you know, for, I mean, I'm making this interview from the point of view of a working witch that utilizes this as tools for healing and the trait. And you can see the different tones on the paper. So that is really uh, a good insight to have. And um, how much of the actual book of Anatomy of a Witch is actually on the on the deck? I will think all of it, but... it. I didn't want to repeat. So there are some concepts, uh, I think it's in the, the beginning of the book, right? And which I love, I love the paper that they did for this one. It's, you know, the liminal spirits is glossy, but this is like. I was going to tell you, I love, I love the cover and the pages, everything. I mean, I, I really like it, um, but please continue. I'm sorry. Yep. <laughs> so they're like, Ooh, paper. Uh, yeah, so right? the, the, the welcome, it gives you a little bit of context, but I really didn't want to reinvent the wheel um, for this. So you'll have some of the concepts in here. Like there's a section of the cards that deal with the body. So you have the witch lungs and the witch heart and the serpent, uh, the witch bones and the weaver or the mind, the witch's mind. Uh, so those concepts are explored in anatomy of a witch, but everything else dives deeper into how we relate to our body and to our practice. Uh, so you don't have to read anatomy of a witch. Um, I think you'll, you'll get extra bonus points and really a deeper, fuller experience if you can do both. Um, but you can even start here and work your way back uh, for that. Yeah. And I like that. I like that concept because on the book, you know, there are, of course, different practices and movement. And I have to say, uh, and I think I said this when we talk about the book, I love how you include diverse bodies as a person whose body is of size. You know, I'm a large person. I'm a fat person. And please, when you hear somebody say I'm fat, don't say, but you're beautiful. I'm fat and beautiful. Thank you. Um, but I digress. When we talk about larger bodies or fat bodies or bodies with disabilities, you tap into all of that here and you um, include everybody so everybody can be on the movement. So I love that. And I love that um, that is translated on all the illustrations, you know, because there is no uh, body or size or uh, part of the anatomy that is left behind, you know, I, I really like it. I really like it, Thank which you. was, 
this is so much fun. <laughs> for, Baba Yaga. To, yeah, you all need to come and watch the video. The car for play is the Baba Yaga. You did an installation on this not too long ago, right? Yeah, uh, last October for the Witch's Night Out Market, I made a nine foot tall cardboard <laughs> chicken hut um, that you could walk around and then it was part of it was cut away so you can see Baba Yaga inside stirring her cauldron. Uh, so that is so awesome. So who is this on the cover? Do we know? This one is, you know, I think it, it is our dreaming self. I, again, I really want it to be um, that anybody can see themselves, you know, that it wasn't one particular person that was, you know, it's the hard thing, right? Like, how do you make something that's inclusive when you're depicting the body, which is part of the reason I think we talked about, like, why on Anatomy of Witch, this is the cover, right? Because this is any gender, any sexuality, any size body, all, all of that, right? It's the internal part of that. And when I was thinking about Dream, though, it was like, I just, I had this image in my mind of this sort of more blue um sleeping figure that's cuddled up with the cat right yes i people might think i'm biased because it's blue but yes i am but also what i notice is that that the body is not a a particular gender or a particular size and yet is all at one and then we have the snake or or the life essence life energy going through it now another thing that i really like about the deck and I I mean repeating myself looking from a point of view of a work in which that utilizes these tools of giving that medicine to the people um I have to ask I haven't read the whole book obviously but this the whole booklet uh what is this looks like the big dipper the universe all in one I love, I just love your art. I can get enough of it, but um, where does this inspiration come from? So it is. Oh, it's part of the book. Duh. I think it's okay. this way. I think it's this way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the funny thing is that in, on the cover, the designers kind of faded out some of the details. So if you'll see on the card, there's a moon, there's a sun, you can see the constellations, like you can see Orion. Um, Orion is just one of those constellations that I've always been able to see as a child and always has sort of a special meaning to me about that, um, but they can't quite see it the same. So when I was thinking about what should be on the back of the cards, I played with a whole bunch of different concepts and thinking about the liminal spirits art, right, which was made after after I finished all the cards I'm like, I have to make it back how am I going to do this right and we have this image and the way that people responded so much to this image um I thought well I've already created them the perfect background because this is such a amorphous you know kind of like it rec it's the cosmos but it's also DNA but it's also the sky but it's also the earth like it's all of those things together uh, so that's so why I ended up, I was like, this is perfect. And, yeah. and the art team was like, yeah, sure, great. <laughs> yeah, and it's beautiful. And I think uh, Orion is not only, like you say, you know, a personal reference to you and what you like, but it's also one of the most recognizable, I think, you know, because we see it quite often. 
uh, Los Tres Reyes Magos, The Three Wise Men, you know, the belt. And uh, what is uh, the process, Laura? What, how, so you start, first you write the booklet and then you start doing the drawings or you start doing the drawings or is it all together, is it organic? I am so intrigued about the process of, you know, the creation of each and every one of the 48 cards with so much that you give on them and all the messages. So it's, it works back and forth. So I designed the system first, which was going, okay, this one particularly has, we start with the witch's body and we have the lunar and solar events that affect our schedules and our bodies. We have magical actions. We have magical um, tools and artifacts. We have states of being, right? So there's probably, there's probably a few more, <laughs> but we, so we, I had to kind of sort out and go, okay, what are the most important things? What are the most, you know, we cleanse, we banish, right? We, we do all these different things. What kind of ritual workings and spellcraft workings do we do typically? Um, and what are those things that relate back to the body? So first was kind of being the left brain, right? Of like, how many and where does this go? And then the next part is drawing them and seeing like, how do I, you know, problem solve to represent the body in this way or the action in this way and then I'll go back and do the writing I would really truly love to be able to record my brain <laughs> as I'm working on the art because I do often get like get messages and thoughts and I try to scribble them down but often or it's you know because it's a different part of my brain that's working when I'm doing the visual aspect of it I'm like what the hell does this mean <laughs> <laughs> you know, so then I do have to sit with the artwork a bit more in a, in a different state of being, right, to, to write the book uh, and get it finalized and get those messages through. And then, of course, working with outside of my brain, working with editorial team of like, does this make sense? You know, like, what do you mean by this? <laughs> you know, because that's how you know sure it works. Like, it's great in my brain, but if I don't explain it well to you, how is it going to be useful? Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people say in order to, uh, okay, let me rethink how I said English today is not being my friend. You know that somebody is an expert when they can explain their concepts in five minutes or less. Mm -hmm. And this cards, because I have obviously the liminal spirit and, you know, the book is laid out differently. Mm -hmm. And you have different messages, three messages. And I love that because when I utilize it for my clients, I give them all three messages. And then I'm like, you'll take out of that whatever you need, right? Mm -hmm. But in this one, you have all these descriptions that people are not going to need a professional reader, obviously, to read it to them. They can just find it. And then you have which group it belongs to. So it could be elements, the body, which work, etc. Then a description, which is that explanatory part for those who are not as visual. Uh, consider, you give this explanation about why the card or what does the card mean. Then keywords, which is amazing because that way people can focus if they need on the keywords. And then the era RX. Yeah. <laughs> how to do and the thing. <laughs> how to do the thing. And there is one, let me see if I can find it. Because you're also being so generous to uh, put the illustrations on the book. 
folks, um, there is a video of this podcast. You really need to go to YouTube, find the Terminator Gonzalez YouTube, find this video so you can see everything that we're talking about. Because as much as we're trying to describe everything, it's hard Pictures to describe better. picture. <laughs> but I will try my best. So for birth, we have the background of this beautiful parchment paper. Mm -hmm. And then there is kind of sort of, of a circular tunnel. And then at the end of the tunnel, there's a light. And that's what I see. Mm -hmm. But then when I look at it again, it looks like an egg. Right. And then when I look at it again, I think it looks like a vagina channel. And I just love how poetic it is that the picture can be interpreted in so many ways so for this one the rx is things are in process right now so preparation is key consider how you can acknowledge the impending change or help deliver it into being and then there's more obviously i don't want to give out the whole book how in the world you come with these concepts that are so wonderful who, who whispers at your ear, Laura? <laughs> <laughs> so many, so many spirits and deities, right? Um, you know, it, it, so, you know, I'm a Gemini, so I'm in constant conversation with myself, <laughs> right, for starters. And, uh, you know, part of when you're doing something like an oracle deck, right, it's a little bit different than just creating a piece of artwork for, that's for me, right, that I just have to get this idea out. I need to consider how many different ways this can be viewed. I, I'm still, there's always the shock or the surprise or the glee of like, oh, somebody sees that, that card. I didn't even, I didn't even see that. Um, there's no way I could ever have everybody's experience, right? And everybody's visual backgrounds and that to see that. Uh, but, you know, kind of unlocking what happens in the drawing process. And then like with this one, like, yeah, it's like, it's, it is, it's the birth canal, but it's also the egg and it's like are we escaping not escaping <laughs> are we emerging into the world through it or are we on the outside waiting for something to come to us like that it's about to be released or kind of roll through this tunnel and it also taps into in the liminal spirits there's the cave card uh, which is a, it has that same kind of trickery to it right it's like am i looking out of the cave or am i looking at a pond or you know some sort of surface of water inside the cave that's reflecting light from outside and just have to go deeper like i love that that play uh so i it's, it's thinking about what what are these states of being how do they affect because that's what this one this one is right birth is um oh, it's, it's very glad that the uh the body being, body beings, we end up calling it, right? So we have birth, we have death, we have experience, we have all these different things. Uh, so it's like, how do we look at this magically uh, besides this, how we mundanely consider these things? So if we're birthing something, right, doesn't matter what gender you are, um, you are always, we are always creating and bringing things into the world. We are always waiting for things to happen to us too. So that's what I was bringing into this card. And then also, you just mentioned something that gave me the aha moment. Now I know. Now I know why. And even when I did the review, I wish I could have done the unboxing after I saw you, but that wouldn't work the same way. 
because now I know why I think it's different from everything that I've seen from you is the cohesiveness of the deck itself. Mm. That is what makes, because I've seen your work, obviously I've seen the liminal spirit oracles. I've seen the work that you post on all your social media, um, the um, sigils in the book of sigils, etc. But this, obviously, when I was going through the cars, I'm like, it looks different. It looks different. Yeah, because it looks like exactly a system in itself and mm -hmm. the cohesiveness of it. And again, folks, you need to come and watch the video because then we have the renew card in which, and I'm just going to describe a little, there's another end, you know, and there's another kind of like the other side, if you will, of that concept because it's also from the body being. But I don't want to give out much of the oracle. I want people to buy it, find it, buy it, play with it. I, in my opinion, don't have to be, people don't have to be an expert in anything. They can, they can uh, just come and open and, and look at it. And honestly, even the box is a tremendous work of art because it's so sturdy on art. Uh, do you get any input and in how is it going to be packaged and, and all of that? Uh, I knew it was going to be the same as the liminal spirits. I had initially come back with them, come back to them when I was proposing this. I'm like, maybe we should make this deck a little smaller because some, I got not a whole lot, but there are people like, this deck is really big, liminal spirits. Um, I have small hands. <laughs> I'm like, seems like a good size to me, but I understand. Um, so I'm like, can we make it maybe a half an inch smaller? Like, this is the size we make Oracle cards now. <laughs> I'm like, wow, there we go. Uh, and so that's what they've been, you know, how the publisher has been doing their Oracle decks is, is the same size in box. Um, though with this one, we've had a slightly, we had a change in our art team, though. Um, Lynn, who was the wonderful art director, um, retired and uh, through near the end of the process. Um, so I actually didn't see much about the box. Um, I got to see the cover of the box. I got to see the cover of the book and um, obviously the cards, like really we work closely like, are the cards balanced? Is the text in the right spot? All of that kind of stuff. But the, the box itself, like seeing the, the finished part was, is a bit of a surprise. And it is, it is a bit different um, in how it's, you know, when you compare okay. the, how, yeah, how they're done. And some things I really, really like, and some things I'm like, mm, I probably would have done that a little differently, but you know, it works. It does. Um, as I was talking with a friend the other day and they're like, you know, the things you notice, nobody else is. <laughs> like, I didn't notice. Like, don't point it out. Like, okay, fine. But, yeah. And you know, we are our worst critics. We yes. expect so much from ourselves that we become incredibly judgmental with ourselves. And then that makes us judgmental of, of anybody else. But I was saying, I love um this is gonna be so silly i'm obsessed with boxes mm -hmm. and all my tech decks of tarot cards and oracle cards are in boxes because i go out of my way to buy wood boxes for my decks and to have you know to have a deck of cards that is already on a very sturdy very you know strong bags yeah as a working witch really it's it's a plus 
and you can tell that they go places because you know sometimes they get a little tired but because they get used mm -hmm. so what i was going to ask you is how important it is to you that people recognize the inclusion and i'm going to give you a little bit of a, of a background because for this question um i like x y and z artists artists and i like their oracles and i bought them and then they came out with a goddess oracle and then i bought i was about to buy the oracle and then I started looking at the reviews that people were really upset because all the goddesses were depicted as white skin, fair skin, pale skin, green and blue eyes. And this is something I was also talking about with um, Stacey DeMarco from Australia. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's really important that the tool that I'm utilizing is in line with my belief system. Mm -hmm. And in this day and age, I could love the art of a person, but if they don't align with what I believe, I don't think my magic or the messages are going to flow. Why is it so important for us to be so vocal about our belief systems as, as creators? I, I think really, you see, it's a point of inclusive to see yourself in the work, to see yourself in the world, to see that reflection um, and to realize that there's so many points of view, you know, especially even if it's like, oh, this deck looks like me, but then you have clients who don't, um, you know, as for especially like tarot decks, right, with the, within those systems, um, you know, I don't want anybody to feel alienated by not seeing themselves, not feeling that representation or connection to it. I think that's a missed opportunity. And that comes with, you know, the, the shapes of the bodies. It comes with sexuality and gender. It comes with the skin color in there. Uh, you know, all, all of those different things are just so important to be thinking about that. Like I could drive myself nuts. <laughs> like, like, how do I do this? How do I do it successfully? And so it's like, if we point to some of the cards, um, I was really working through in this, like, obviously, most of them do not depict the body, right? We have a lot of animals, we have symbols. Um, we have, you know, things that could be anyone, but it's like in working with the hands, right? There's a variety of, you know, when you think about how we're often, you know, the base of the hand tends to be very similar, but then there's the shadows of that. Um, and like, is this a masculine or a feminine hand? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. You don't, you don't get that. You don't get the nail factor in there. I mean, this is kind of what my hands look like. I don't have, I don't have pretty nails, uh, right? Um, with the the love card, right? Of being um, technically, you know, if you really analyze and you look within that, you have a very round curvy figure, but you also have a very angular figure, and they're still part of the same, right? And we don't, we have a cauldron for a head. Um, so that kind of separates us from it. The adorn card of being kind of a blank face, sort of goddess-esque, um, sort of, let's say deity-esque, right, statue, right? It kind of reminds you of sort of maybe Greco-Roman or something, or maybe even um, the, the Hindu temple statues, right, that have that kind of sensuality to them, but we're still choosing, like, what's the color of the mask? Um, the tongue card is a snake tongue. <laughs> nice. Right. Um, the um, I think one of my favorites, though, in working through this, 
Let's see if I can find, it's probably gonna be the last card. Um, we already talked about the dream card uh, is, you know. Ah, that's it, the one that I had on my hand. Yeah, experience, right? You know, so um, we, we lose a little bit of subtlety in when things are printed, right? So these are a little bit more contrasty than the original art, so you lose that. But, uh, you know, it's it's that, that hand where you're just going, well, it, it reminds me of my grandmother's hand, which was very um, dark-skinned hand. Um, you know, with the spots on it and then that youthful figure, like that's the energy of it. Like, I don't want you yeah. to go be like, this is what that is. Like it's, you recognize that's, you can almost feel yeah. the hand, right? Like that, the sensation of the skin. I don't know if you're a weird kid like me, but I was off with my aunts and uncles and all that grandparents being like, why is your skin like this? <laughs> it's wrinkly, yeah. Like it's smooth and soft, but it's wrinkly. I will touch and as I am being delvin dabin dabin is the word in art myself mm -hmm. lately i love this card the card of touch uh again the hand is ethnically ambiguous that's good that's perfect way of putting it <laughs> and even the eye and i'm trying currently to master this laura uh you don't necessarily know if this is a right eye or a left eye because it's just an eye. Mm -hmm. And I love it. Believe me or not, synchronicities, I am working on drawing eyes. Um, but I love it. I love everything about the oracle. Look at the full moon, full. It's, oh. And another thing that I have to po point out, of course, in case you haven't noticed, dear audience, I am a Laura Tempisakroff fan and I admire her work. Just in case you didn't notice, uh, she's been on the show like 700 times. The, uh, the plethora of different styles that you can manifest, create, and you know, you, you are such an accomplished artist because. It still looks like Laura, but I will die on this hill. Still looks different. There's something special about this deck. And and I thought when I was when I looked through the liminal spirits, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's so talented. I don't think she'll ever come up with something more beautiful. And then you come up with this one. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna shut up now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh Mulder Clamps. I love it. I love it. It's so beautiful. You're so how, which media now that i'm getting more into art which media do you utilize for this one so with this we have the the pen and ink and it really oh yeah i think of that already yeah it's okay but then think about the application like we don't really talk about what does it mean to apply differently like why is a pen or a pencil different than a brush right because of the level of detail right and it's also the mood that it brings like so when you you have this finer point and i feel like this reflects back to our witchcraft practice or magical practice right there are things where you do a big broad stroke and you're just like set everything on fire set all the smoke and then there's a point where you want to you want a specific scent and you want it in a particular place and applied at a different time right it it's still you but sometimes you just really need to narrow it and the tools that you're using affect how the end result is or how it looks or experiences it. Uh, so I'm trying to see if we have like something random to compare. 
how do we compare how do we compile these things uh right so it's good we you had held up the moon earlier right and let's say the burial ground right so we have a very similar color palette yeah but in this right there's actually even though there's the illusion of lines that's almost created by negative space it's created by pools of color um, that make the the stones here or the trees if you see them and the line behind here is also you know on the mountain there and then here we have very delineated spaces and blocks of color that have been created by where the lines intersect um, and so those particular lines like this is this is a bit sigil witchery right because these these lines are really having specific meaning right and even though we have we have similar shapes and similar colors they create a different vibe. So here that we're feeling like this is the power of the full moon being bestowed upon us. Like you can get that sense of maybe it's on the ocean or a lake somewhere that you've ever been seeing that full moon on it, where with this card here, even though the shapes are similar, you get a sense of mystery of awe, of quiet um, that you don't get in this one. Yeah. Like, and that's the media. And the, the full moon on the anatomy of a witch it almost, and, and again, with perception, right? Because one can create whatever one wants, but then the perception of the of the client or the person looking at the art is different. I almost see like an owen mm-hmm. coming out of the moon. And I don't know if that was intentionally done or not, but, you know, and, and that is the magic on cards, oracles, tarot, etc. that... If you go to a professional, the professional is going to read from the book or give you their interpretation. But when you're doing it yourself, you're going so deep into your own message, your own meaning. And and I love that you actually put both of them together. Um, So on the Liminal Spirits Oracle, what kind of media was? Is also ink or is different? So it's uh, acrylic. So these were um, little birch panels. So the, the originals are five by seven panels of wood. Um, that also had a very distinct texture. So most of the paintings that you see, like especially say like the Elemental Essence series or Spirit Flight, the Myth Maker, on super fine birch. Same with the the older pieces; they were on cedar, right? Really, really tiny, fine grain. Um, these, as I gessoed them, was just to prep the wood to receive the paint properly um, and not get affected by the acids of the wood. Uh, it was a bit rougher. You know, it's like, well, now I have 80 of these or 50 or 60, whatever it was, right? And like, these are a bit rough, which meant I had to sand. I had to sand them down a bit and then reapply and then sand um, and then start doing the blocks of color on them. So these also had a color wash. So you're taking, um, so I use acrylic almost like watercolor. I, I am, or or like oil paint, like both of those. I don't, I don't use acrylic like acrylic. Like, well, why don't you use those things instead? Because acrylic gives me the speed that I can't get with oil painting. And watercolor can be very finicky too and how it is is received on a surface. So at least with acrylic, you have something that's pliable that you can layer upon. Uh, And so it creates a very specific effect, especially when it's been applied to wood. So like with all of these, when you look closely, you can see the wood grain. You know, like you can see the wood grain and the peacock's um, neck in there and all of these cards, which adds an element to it, right? We get this sense of the wood. Um, you feel that tree, you feel that natural state. So not only is the paint brushes and, you know, the creating of this whole image being created in the, in the color, right? In the color and the texture of these bigger brushes, 
even though I'm using like a triple zero on some of them, it's still not as fine as that tiny pen um, that you're going to get with, with these, which actually, let me scoot over to this drawer right behind me. I'll show you what original looks like. Ooh, we're going to get, again, folks, thank you for listening to Lunatic Mondays. Thank you for being here on the CSMP station. But please move over to our YouTube channel so you can see, oh my God. Okay, I'm going to try my best to describe, folks. This is one of the cards, and we have just talked about it, that it was the one called, uh, I forgot. Uh, touch. Which it's, one was it? I think it's touch. Touch, yes. And you have a very light blue background. And there is a hand with an ambiguous eye that is not left nor right. And it's almost like a mandrake or a root mm -hmm. coming down from the wrist. And the colors are just exquisite pastels and greens and browns and oranges and all the stars and swirls things going around and this is a treat folks because you are seeing the original work by Loretta Bezakroff. Thank you for that treat and You're she's welcome. got another one. Here's I can line up the cards. Oh right? wow. So you, you can see in here um, you know it's a bit more saturated yes. so they're softer in here. Of course we've got we're still dealing with cameras and such but you can see that addition of the parchment Yes. Um, changes the feel a bit. And again, it's like, right, what is parchment? Um, parchment is, in some cases, is tree, right? But it's a different kind of like the pulp, right? Is different than that layer that we get in the birch wood. But also, a lot of parchment was vellum, which means it was skin. Hmm. All right. So some of these you can actually, if you look closely at the card, you can see a little bit of veining because I was getting scans of antique vellum, which might be goat skin or sheep or something like that, right? It's a, almost a type of um, leather, but you can also use other kinds of plants. You know, there's all. And that is added digitally. It's added digitally. So wow. no goats were harmed <laughs> in the making of the cards. Uh, they're totally free or coming from the past uh so yeah you can see it just it slows you down too when you've got these little tiny lines um yeah. to negotiate through and then like i said they're all on um, the watercolor is very very delicate yes uh, and for so. folks who are not watching she was showing us the card for a line which has three cauldrons green uh reddish and blue at the bottom Mm -hmm. And they are swirling and they are aligned, right? Almost like a DNA type of thing. And I know I'm going to annoy my listeners, but please come to YouTube channel so you can see it. Uh, thank you, Laura. This has been like a wonderful gift. I don't know if you ever had an interview for your Oracle where you have been able to talk so much about the art and the process. And I appreciate that so much. Not only for you giving us the gift of seeing the originals, but also for those people like me. Yes, very selfishly, I ask these questions because I'm, you know, trying to learn more about art and I haven't had the opportunity to go to art school or anything like that. Uh, but a very wise woman said to me when she signed up my book, Make Your Mark in the World, that wise woman, I'm looking at her. 
And I think everybody ought to do and start creating and just let spirit float through you. Um, there's another question that I want to ask you, Laura. And I don't know about your um, ethnic cultural background. And if I ask you this before, forgive me because I've forgotten. But I see on a lot of the drawings, they're not only very inclusive um, ethnically, but also spiritually. There are some undertones of other spiritualities. And I can see those because I grew up on a different religion. Mm-hmm. How, how do you make this magic work? Because <laughs> it is kind of there, but not really. And folks who know will know when they see it. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, if you're not free, uh, particularly liking those cultures, you probably won't even notice. Was that intentional? Where'd that come from? So uh, my, my, my standard line is that I come from a long line of people who like to sleep with other people from different cultures. <laughs> now I remember that. Yep. So, I mean, you've got uh, Mediterranean, North African, um, you know, Jewish culture, you've got all up into the Balkans, and you've got Romani, you've got like all, all of all of that. Um, and it, the more I dig, the more I'm just like, really, how did you get over here? What, what's going on? Uh, so I mean, that's, that's part of an influence, but also being raised, you know, I went to Catholic school, um, but I have a Jewish father. So um, that was a intersection of things, Um, but also at a very young age being exposed to many different other cultures, especially through art, right? If you're going to study art and and what started going to art school at three, um, you are going to, you know, look at different kinds of churches and temples, and you're going to look at Egyptian art, and you're going to look at Hindu art, you know, like all, all of these different things are going to feed into your subconscious as well. And as I've grown up, right, I'm also finding that I'm working with deities and spirits from those places because they come and they're like, we would like art. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you ask nicely, of course, I'll be happy to. All right. So that becomes an influence as well. But when you when you think about Catholicism, right, like Catholicism is, is run all over the planet, right? And it's sort of like, oh, I'll take this and I'll take this. And so we get we get those inspirations. Um, and especially when you look at um, like the Italian and how similar it's to um, different aspects of Spanish and then going into the mix in, you know, into Mexico, all of those different things. Like there's, there's a repetition that you see in a lushness um, that is blending folk traditions yep. with what, what they're, they're serving up top, right? They don't quite get maybe quite in so many other places um, because of like when they were colonized and the the like how mountainous a place was right um that often affects like how much has changed or integrated so um yeah all of that just sort of sinks into the brain it is beautiful and i think it makes it also accessible for people who are not necessarily probably full-fledged witches like i don't mean to speak for you but i think you and i identify um and i think it's a great um tool for people who are very new to oracles or they're very experienced it doesn't matter whether you work with people or you work with yourself mm-hmm. um and if anything give it so give it to yourself so you can have in your hand 
48 original pieces of artwork by Laura Tempesacro. I mean, duh. Um, I love it. I highly recommend, obviously. And what I have left to say, Laura, is thank you so much for being on the show tonight, as per usual. Um, is there anything I, that is important and that I haven't asked you today? Uh, it's my pleasure for, for joining you again. Always so much fun. Um, and since I showed you the original art, um, in September, there's going to be an exhibition at the Buckland Museum in Cleveland, Ohio, with all of the originals from this deck. So I think we open up September 24th, 5th, whatever that Saturday is. I have no concept of time. What is 24th. that? 24th. September. Yes. Okay, so. you heard her here first. Buckland Museum will be showing original artwork by Laura Tempesacroft uh, in Ohio starting on September 24th. Thank you so much for giving us that exclusive. And uh, in case people live under a rock or don't have one gadget on their hands, where can they find this deck, all your work, and you? If you go to lauratempestzakroff.com, that will get you to all my social media. It'll get you to the shop link. It'll get you to my blog. All of that stuff is sort of, that's the main hub. I have a ton of URLs, but that's kind of the easiest one. Or just find me on Instagram and go to my link tree. And if you order directly from her, she will sign it. And as she said one time on her Facebook, you might even get cat hair. Yes, free cat so, hair. You know, I mean, can get more direct than that. Uh, Laura, you're a wonderful person. You are an extremely talented artist and you are a great friend. Thank you so much for being back on this show once again. Uh, she's one of the people that I just need to say, are you coming to the show, right? And she's like, yeah, you know, so we- Anytime we, you want. We are, we are on that level to which I'm very thankful, Laura. And to everybody, just to remind you folks, um, visit lauratempesacroft.com uh, buy this oracle is beautiful I really recommend it buy the book if you want to for a more complete uh, understanding and to invite every single one of you to continue listening to the CSMP Circle Center Enabled Podcast we have over get a hold of this over 800 hours of podcasts wow. over 800 hours so we have um, nature Spirituality and Nature Mystic with Selena Fox, Lunatic Mondays with yours truly, uh, Paganos del Mundo with a team that is, expands the whole world and is in Spanish and Portuguese. We have Circle Talk and we have uh, Blue Marble as well. So over 800 hours, listen to us on CSMP, the Circle Saturday Network Podcast. And until we meet again, never forget that you are loved. Bye-bye. And thank you for joining us on the Circle Sanctuary Network Podcasts, presented by Circle Sanctuary and produced for all who follow the Nature Center paths. Join us here throughout the week for various programming connected to the community around the world. And please don't forget to watch for updates on the Circle Sanctuary website at www.circlesanctuary.org. And follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcasts. We can also be found on your favorite podcast hosting sites such as iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and others. And until next time, many blessings.